Pie Podcast. This is the podcast that is life admin for your soul. My name is Teresa. And I'm Mush. And we are your hosts. Happy New Week, everyone. Hello. Welcome once again to another episode of the Humble Pie Podcast. Lovely to have you here with us. Yes, thank you for joining us for another wonderful week. Yes. We're alive, we are well, we have health, we have life. It's all good. And if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, the sun is returning. <laughs> Spring has actually sprung. Spring is coming. Like, like I, fe- how I many? feel like the trees are like a, like a couple of weeks ahead. They're like, the sun is coming, let's get ready. So all the flowers are, you know, bursting forward. It's amazing. It's not really warm yet, mm-hmm. but I believe it's coming. I feel like it's two weeks after officially it was spring that the sun decided to shine. But it was a nice weekend. It was, mm, it was bipolar good. because Saturday was good and then Sunday was freezing as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, Sunday was cold too. And today is just on another level. But at work, I was shivering anyway. It's like they turned the oh, heater off. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, there's sunshine. We don't need this anymore. You know the crazy thing about it? The women are all like, I'm freezing. It's so cold. I need to cover myself. And the men are like... I feel nothing. <laughs> That's always how it is. The men, you know how like, like most temperature building settings are for like a middle-aged white man. Yeah, and so they say they're the ones who are like, yeah, this is great. As everyone else is like, it's either too hot or too cold. I'm always cold. I have like an official office blanket. Oh, or a cardigan. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has that I have hanging like at the shawl, back. And I just, I'm just unashamed. I'm like, if you guys are gonna turn off the heating. I'm like just gonna wear my outside clothes inside then. Like I'm just gonna have to do that. <laughs> but then what's the difference when you step outside then? Oh, we're gonna have another coat. Ah! What would you do <laughs> if we were like in Iceland or something? But in Iceland they have decent heating. Okay, fair. We're not made for this anyway. No, exactly. We're made for I'm sunshine and designed beaches. Designed for, for, for sunshine. All this melanin <laughs> has no function. Where is the vitamin the D? Like, come on. <laughs> But anyway, we're going off tangent. Welcome we? to springtime, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is episode six this week. Mm. But um, just before we get into it, once again, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love you guys to keep in touch. Uh, you can keep in touch um, on Instagram, and Twitter, and via email. Um, on Instagram and Twitter is podcast.humble.py and our gmail is podcast.humble.py at gmail.com so drop us an email drop us a comment we'd love to um talk with you so yeah don't be shy so welcome to the bible reading segment of today's podcast the theme for this week is i am highly favored uh which yeah so i'll just how we usually do it is I would pick a verse and Teresa picks a verse completely independently of each other and then we share them with you guys on the podcast and with each other in the session where we record them. So I don't know what she's going to say, I'm not sure what I say. Let me kind of unpack it, what God said, what God's word says Mm. in regards to being highly favoured. So, we'll kick off with my verse. Mm -hmm. I've chosen Isaiah 58 verse 11. And if you want to read along, I'm reading the New International Version, NIV. So this one says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. 
you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose flower, whose waters never fail. Amen. 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 Um, yeah, I like this verse. I do like um, kind of the context of this is kind of God speaking to the Israelites. Um, I guess kind of reassuring them through the prophet Isaiah that God has chosen them. They are his people and he will look after them despite what what external circumstances might look like mm-hmm. that that he still got them mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. i love yeah. when when bible verses are like poetry we know you have the psalms and song of solomon so but like the analogies you be like a mm. watered garden mm. that's beautiful yeah it's like obviously if you have plants at home how is nurturing and caring for them it's watering them, making sure that they grow, that they're mm. alive, putting them in the sun. And it's like, God is going to make sure that you are sustained, mm. that you are um, filled with his presence, that you have joy, that you have peace. All mm. of these wonderful things that come from God. From him, yeah. yeah. I really love this, how it's the, the verse says, He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and mm. strengthen your frame. Mm-hmm. Like you will be in a situation where everything around you looks hard done by, but God will still meet your needs. Yes. And it doesn't just say meet your needs, it'll satisfy your needs. Like, yes. you know that feeling of you've eaten a really good meal and you're like, I'm satisfied. Like, that was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sustained. Mm-hmm. And it says, and strengthen your frame. So while there might be tough circumstances around you, other people are um, kind of under strain, you know, a sunscorched land paints a picture of like, Desert. Yeah, exactly. N- yeah. Nothing's growing, mm-hmm. basically. And mm-hmm. God is saying, I'll satisfy your needs. I'll strengthen your frame. You'll be like a wild water garden. So while everything else looks like a desert, <laughs> through God, he was like, you will flourish. Mm-hmm. Like, you will be, you know, you'll have more than, than what you need. Not even just watered, like a wild watered garden. Um, like a spring whose waters never fail. So. I feel like favor is one of God's promises as well. It's not well as as one of God's children and choosing to follow Him. Favor comes with that. Mm. So maybe if you're in the world, you don't necessarily have favor. It's not. I don't know how to word it. It's not something that everybody should expect. Mm. It's like if you're a child of God and you believe in Him, you put all your trust in Him. Mm. He will bless you with favor mm. in the places that you walk in mm. so yeah i think i think i've explained what yeah, i'm trying no, to say I, I agree completely and i think also like favor is one of those things where i don't think it's as always as explicit as as we might think but i think it's about God knows what we need, mm-hmm. like actually need, not just what we want, but what we need to flourish in his kingdom, what we need to grow in our relationship with him and mm-hmm. strengthen our relationships with mm-hmm. others. And, you know, so, <clears throat> you know, even in this analogy, you're in the desert, mm-hmm. but while you're there, he's still sustaining you. So it's not just all a pretty picture of everything's going to be perfect. It's like there will be tough times, there will be difficult circumstances. While you're there, through him you'll be favored through that so if you went through those difficult times like anybody would mm-hmm. right you will be with god on your side through your relationship with god by his favor mm-hmm. you will have what you need to get through that circumstance 
that is so encouraging so encouraging yeah so even if you're in a desert remember you know through god you have you got it you, you can make it through to the other side Reverse. Well, um, this week um, I chose another psalm. Last week it was a psalm again. Oh yeah. But um, and it Loki says exactly what we've been saying, but <laughs> we're still <laughs> gonna it, read it. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> we're still gonna read it anyway. So it's Psalm one one two verses one to ten. One to ten is just the whole um, find it. verse. Psalms one hundred and twelve. Yes, verses one to ten is basically the whole psalm. Um, I'm reading the New King James Version as well. Um, So, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honour, the wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away, the desire of the wicked shall perish. Amen. Amen. So, um, as children of God, we are highly favoured, it says already, that um, he who delights greatly in his commandments... He who believes the word of God and follows God, his descendants will be mighty enough, and the generation of the upright will be blessed, mm. aka favor. Mm. Basically, breaking down the favor that comes with trusting in God and believing in his word. Um, also, once again, um, verse 4 unto, unto the upright there arises light and darkness. So, it, there's going to be the darkness, like we were saying, there's going to be the hard time, there's mm. going to be that desert but he is going to be gracious and he is going to give you the strength like we were talking about last week. So surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. That's um, verse six. So God remembers us through the shaking, through the hard times, mm-hmm. remembers his promises and what he has in store for us as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, also speaking about our enemies as well let's not pretend we live we are abiding spaces where people want our downfall they don't want to see us doing better Mm. and some people are going to try their hardest to stop you succeeding or getting anywhere and god is saying that he knows those people that are there they're trying to get to you but the wicked will see it and be grieved Mm. he will gnash his teeth and melt away so they will see you doing good because of god's favor in your life because Mm. you're chosen to be obedient and hopefully this is trying to take the high road as well that they will see because you trust in god and that God's favours upon you that they will turn away from their wicked ways as well mm. and 
turn yeah, to the, God yeah, as the, well. Yeah, that God's favor will kind of reflect His glory yeah. and like the beauty of a relationship with Him. Yeah, and I think actually there's a better way than just kind of trying to bring people down. Yeah, there's like Amen. Christian sayings. <laughs> snaps <laughs> amen yeah sorry i didn't do it very loud amen because because um i've lost my train of thought now i was you, saying uh you just mentioned um you're saying because there are people oh, who try to bring you down that's what i was saying in christian spaces or what like some quotes we have that um no it's not it's in the bible knock on the door shall be open yes. to you yeah and when you pray you say that god should open the right doors and mm. close the ones that are not the right ones mm. for you and so these schemes and people trying to put stuff in place to try and block you if god says it is he's gonna bust that door open yeah, and exactly. no one can shut it or touch it exactly. seriously exactly amen like what what god has decided is for you and has planned for you mm-hmm. like if you stay close with him mm-hmm. nothing can stop that people would try you know for their own selfish reasons or because of whatever influence they're under but because of God's favor and I love also that these verses are about you know it's kind of like God does the work like those who fear the Lord and take great delight in his command so I'm reading my version you know so mm-hmm. it's like fearing the Lord having a relationship with him trusting his word and then God's kind of tying them the promises, the favor that He'll bestow as a result of that. Not because, not that's something they need to do. They have to go out and find. It's just like because you have this relationship with me, I will bless your children. I'll bless your family. Mm-hmm. You know, I will even through the hard times. I'll carry you through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll block the people who want to get in the way of what I have, you know, prepared for you. It's kind of like, yeah, we have this mustard seed of faith mm-hmm. that we put in kind of into his hands and he grows it into this big tree it's him who does the work it's him who should get all the glory you know mm-hmm. uh, and I just find that really reassuring that it's like actually get close to God do that first and then out of that flows the favour and the blessing of being under his covering yes amen mm. the verses are like pretty self-explanatory this week <laughs> <laughs> When God said it, he was yeah. pretty clear about these. Pretty clear. Pretty clear. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. He has great plans for you. Yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think, I mean, I'm definitely convicted as I'm reading this, you know, it's such a reminder that God doesn't give us, like, commands or tell us to do things out of spite or just because you know because he wants control he's literally like i have blessings for you Mm -hmm. like i need you to listen to me come close to me because that is where those blessings flow from Mm -hmm. and it's not even for his benefit per se other than because he is a good father that he enjoys you know watching us fulfill the purpose he has for us but he's already god he's already glorious he's already he enjoys our worship yeah he he exactly he 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 doesn't need us right Mm. But he but. still is like, please just listen to what I say. And I, I'm reminded again that like actually, you know, it's so important to study God's word and actually mm. know what's on his heart, what's mm. important to him. How should I be living my life? How should I be conducting my affairs? Because after that does come so mm. many good things. Like each thing we discuss every week, I'm always like, wow. Yeah. 
like really getting close to, to God, getting close to Him, has so much blessing that flows out of it. Favor, strength, love, beauty. So say, you know? thing, we're actually learning what love is. Yeah. God is love, and He loves us so much that He created us mm. and made this whole planet. It's yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a beautiful thing to know that. Yes. Just get close to God, rest in Him, and so much blessing will flow from that. Verse and, four is saying He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Mm. Amen. Amen. I'm on the snaps today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would. I mean, I would love to hear what you guys think. Like, if you have any examples where you feel like God has really favored you, um, or any other verses that we can look at, please DM us on Instagram or send us an email. Or are we on Twitter yet? Don't worry about the Twitter for now. <laughs> so in this week's live admin segment, I I really struggled actually to think about what I was going to talk about this week, but I was reminded that I had a really interesting conversation with my uncle mm-hmm. last weekend, and he and I are working on a project together, and we just got chatting afterwards, and... Um, he was explaining something to me. So this is like a nugget of wisdom that I feel is like deeply valuable. So he was saying that there were three types of problems in life, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't identify the type of problem, you might apply the wrong solution. Okay. Okay. So stay with me here. <laughs> so you have problems that exist on a spectrum, right? So you have problems where the answer is usually about compromise, meeting in the middle somewhere, yes, yeah. right? So. Uh, one of your friends lives in Essex, another friend lives in Reading. Mm-hmm. Meet in the middle yeah. in central London, yeah. right? Um, that kind of problem where somewhere along a spectrum is where the answer lies. But then you also have ravine problems, right? And a ravine problem is almost like if you imagine the Grand Canyon. So there's a river flowing at the bottom and there's two platforms on either side. Mm-hmm. But if you were to try and walk from one platform to the other, there's nothing in between. Yeah. There's nothing there. You have to pick. You're on side A or you're side B. If mm-hmm. you try to find a compromise, you're just gonna fall into a lot of mess. Okay. Because actually the only answer is to be on either side of the river, mm-hmm. right? So that's ravine problems. Mm-hmm. And then the third problem, you said it's a farm problem. So say you wanna make a salad and you have lettuce, you have, what else you put in salads? Um, avocados and then you want some tomatoes but you don't have any tomatoes so you need to grow the tomatoes let's just say hypothetically this world is not one where you could go to shops and buy tomatoes Mm -hmm. but say you need to grow your tomatoes even if you put the seeds in now Mm -hmm. and you water them you put the tomatoes in constant sunlight get all the conditions perfectly right Mm -hmm. you still have to wait for those tomatoes to grow there is no there's no compromise on with, on making those tomatoes grow faster. There's no picking a side to make them grow faster. Mm-hmm. You just have to give it time. You have to give it time to get better, to grow, to whatever the, the thing is. Yeah. So um, a farm problem might be a health issue. Like very rarely 
well, in very extreme cases, some could cut into your body and take whatever it is out or give you a pill that stops it. But usually, it's about, okay, you need to change your lifestyle or mm. you need to stop eating this, you're mm. allergic or you need more of that or you're vitamin D deficient. But it takes time to get better. And it's not about picking a side like, I'm suddenly going to just have raw beetroot juice every day and that fixes everything. And mm. it's not about deciding you don't care about being super healthy to fix you know it's a long it, term it's change. about it's about like sustained change mm. over time mm. so you have the spectrum problem the ravine problem and the farm problem and if you look at something and you try to create a solution so say for example i'm vitamin d deficient mm. i'm not anymore thank god um but i was vitamin d deficient mm. and that you might think is like like you might, you could think of that in different ways, the different problems. You could be like, okay, I need to decide I'm not going to be vitamin D deficient. It doesn't work like that. Like you have, you have to do something. It's not about I choose to be on one side or another side. Mm. So it's not a ravine problem. Mm. It's not a compromise problem because like you're just deficient now. Mm. You can't compromise with the doctor on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm using a silly example because I don't want to talk about anything too heavy. Um, but then also, it's a farm problem. Like over time, your body's lost its concentration of vitamin D. So over over time, you have to increase it. Mm-hmm. There are things you can do to increase it. You can take really high um, high concentration tablets. You can expose yourself to more sunlight. You can eat more foods with vitamin D. Mm-hmm. But you also just have to recognize it's taken two years to get to this point. It's going to take six months at least yeah. to get back up to normal. Yeah. And that's if I do everything right. If I forget a couple of times to take my supplements, it might take a year. Mm. But if you try and rush that process, you still won't solve the problem. You might create more. That's so... This is so interesting. So, what was the, yeah, what was the name of the compromise one? Spectrum. Spectrum. I feel like all the problems I deal with, I use spectrum. And obviously, if there's three, I'm not dealing with it the right way. But what are things that you wouldn't, the ravine one, isn't it? The ravine one, okay. Yeah, so so what would you not compromise on? So, the ravine one is a really interesting one and when my uncle explained this to me i was really like oh my gosh (laughs) where have i been all my years um so a good example of the ravine problem my gosh i'm gonna say it please nobody come for me but brexit Oh, I said it. I, I think dirty I know it's, we're all just trying to pretend it's not happening like it's some massive April Fool's joke or something but it's really happening guys um, but Brexit would be I think a ravine problem we have to decide are we in or are we out all the oh, hear, hear me hear me the compromise the how, how we be in or how we be out that's another problem that we might solve along a spectrum. Yeah. But the actual decision, you can't be half in or So half then that out. means that the one problem can go through those three stages then? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like you deal with one problem just that way and no. that's it. Because it's not are we in or are we out we're out because that's what the work we're, we're out now but, but now this negotiation stage yeah. is a compromise is, 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 a, is a bit more of a spectrum yes. but I think what what my uncle was saying is a lot of the hold up is that there is still a lot of people in, in politics who want us to be in so mm-hmm. they're trying to find a way for us to kind of be in even mm-hmm. though we need to be out mm-hmm. and that is kind of where you you fall you know into the middle of the river basically cool you have to 
Okay, no deal. Yes. <laughs> no deal. And then we're all like, well, what happens now? It's a messy, messy place. Like, so got to pick a side. Um, I can't think of another example that's as obvious. But as I've been going through... I only had this conversation last week. Mm-hmm. But as I've been going through life and thinking about different things, mm-hmm. different situations, mm-hmm. if I pause for a minute, sometimes I'll be like, actually... This is a farm problem. Like I can't rush this solution. Mm-hmm. I just have to give it a bit of time, and I have to. Be, and I and that purse for me. Like I've had a few health wobbles, and I want to fix it like yesterday. Mm-hmm. But actually, I just have to give it time. I have to look after my body over time, and then it'll it'll be fine. So, I. So knowing that this isn't a spectrum problem or this mm-hmm. isn't a ravine problem, it's not like I can just choose to be perfect health just knowing that this will take time and that's how I'm solving the problem gives me a lot of peace do you feel like it applies to every aspect of life what this this, yeah. this problems Cause, theory yeah because it Ooh. relationships is not really a problem is it as in relationship friendships um, loving relationships sorry yeah. couples or whatever mm. yeah I do think it applies because I think if you in some ways and relationships sometimes it is about compromise right it's always about compromise but then but then i do think sometimes you have to pick a side you have to make a decision like it's true um say you have children are they going to a school or Mm -hmm. b school Mm -hmm. like you have to pick one uh they can't go to the school in the middle because that doesn't solve the problem right like you you can't half have them in one school and half in another they need (laughs) to be in one right or um, sometimes in relationships trust is broken and it just takes time to fix that right? so that's a farm problem mm. you just have to keep investing and do your best and grow that trust back sometimes you know I, I think personally I do think that this theory could apply in so many ways and any problem problem is a bit of a scary word yeah. but anytime you need a solution anytime you need to fix something mm, or, mm. or find resolution or make a decision if you think about actually do I need to pick a side or not can we meet in the middle would that make sense I wonder, or does this just take time does that flow into like your morals and ethics as well I think so yeah. I think so because the, that framework doesn't necessarily say which side you have to pick no hang on I think it does I think we're taught a lot about compromise Mm. I think that's like a solution tool that's taught Mm. a lot Mm. Um, but I do think sometimes compromise results in two unhappy people Mm. Um, if it's not done right sometimes it really is the ultimate solution and really works well but I personally like knowing that there's more options on the table to Mm -hmm. solve a problem Mm -hmm. And even if I'm on one side and the other person's on the other side, you know, we can have that conversation about what side we need to be on if mm-hmm. it's a ravine problem. But then we actually find a solution that actually solves a problem as opposed to trying to meet in the middle and it doesn't work and now you've created another problem. I feel like our generation probably needs to use the farmland one mm. more as well because it's that's obviously exercising patience mm, and it's all about laying patience. down groundwork and foundations yeah. and being happy with where you are now because yeah. you can see the bigger see picture and going. what's going not yeah. instant gratification it needs exactly. to happen now so like you were saying obviously it's taken a few years to be 
um, deficient, so the pills and they've diagnosed it, mm. you have to take it for a matter of time. Yeah. It's not like I'm gonna take one pill tomorrow and then and my count has gone back up, yeah, or I'm exactly. gonna pop all the pills and then I'll be back up because <laughs> that's not gonna work. Exactly. Disclaimer, please don't, don't, don't do that. No. Yeah, absolutely don't do that. <laughs> no, no, none of that. No, no overdosing. Please follow the directions on the packet. Yeah, we are not medical professionals. <laughs> Just get that out there. But I do think, um, yeah, that that last one. I'm not a very patient person, but actually knowing, like, when my uncle explained it, and funnily enough, he'd had some recent health issues, which is the example he used to explain it to me, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I think I'm patient, but that's not what other people have said. And obviously, if you think you're something and everybody else says you're not, then you're not. <laughs> but I feel like I'm patient up to a point. I wait and wait and wait, and now it's not happening, so I'm like, ah! I need something to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, completely. Everything can't be long-term or mid-term. You need some yeah. short-term steps. I think there's a bit of both, though, because sometimes it is about making a decision, picking a side, and then, cool, you know? But um, a, another good nugget, sorry, last one, guys. In, in a book I read recently is that there isn't a life without problems. Mm-hmm. It's just that you want to be in a position to pick your problems. Mm-hmm. So the example this book gives is the homeless guy around the corner, he has money problems. The billionaire CEO also has money problems. Mm-hmm. The difference is that they have different types of money problems. And... Like, I feel like when you accept there's always going to be problems, there's always going to be a need to be patient, to compromise, or to kind of stand firm on one side of what you really think is right. Regardless of how successful you are, how deep into your relationships you are, how healthy you are, there's always going to be challenges. Then, like, having a bit of a framework to think about them and find the solutions and see, all of these things that happen draw you back to God, funnily enough, because... Obviously, the billionaire having the money problems, he has everything that he needs and maybe has control over that. And the homeless person might not necessarily have control over, not necessarily, doesn't have control over their finances. Mm. And it's just like this power struggle of feeling like you own everything and everything you have is because you have worked for it. But... God is saying that I have blessed you with these things. Mm-hmm. And even though you might be sustained and you get it all, you still need to trust in me because mm-hmm. he's a problem solver. Mm-hmm. He's a major problem solver. When you're going through something, just getting down on your knees and praying and speaking with God, the solutions come through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. We, we we don't have the answers. We don't mm-hmm. have it at all. No, exactly. And yeah, no, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because actually... I mean, there is a wisdom to yeah. like, looking at problems, and hopefully, this framework is like one That's of those. It's a great framework. But then, thanks. <laughs> but then, you're right. Like, ultimately, God is the ultimate problem solver, mm-hmm. and you know, like these verses you just read, you go back to Him. He He's the one who will show you the path to yeah. to the solution. Yeah. And there are so many examples of the Bible where the solution didn't look obvious. Yeah. But God was like, no, this is the way. This is the way out of this situation. Or this is the way into your destiny. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like even I was thinking about Esther, how he told her not to talk too much about where she was from when she was being prepared to meet the king. 
Um, and even while she was the queen, she didn't talk too much about her heritage. She only brought it up at the moment where God wanted to use her to deliver a whole nation of people. Yes. And you might think God wouldn't ask you to keep your identity to yourself. Like you, you would imagine, especially in today's society, where identity is like everybody's like, you know, crutch. Or, no, crutch is the wrong word. Everybody's very um, proud of their identity, as they should be. But... You can imagine feeling like God saying, actually, no, keep this one to yourself. Mm. This one thing that makes you so special and different, hold mm. it to yourself. Because mm. he knew that, that would be the way to her destiny. Like, it looked unlikely. She probably didn't realize that she was being prepared to solve a huge problem. Of you know, the problem of a massacre, that God was preparing her to solve that problem for, you know, for his nation. Anyways, guys, I'm rambling a bit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My point is... My point is, God, get close to God. His way of solving problems is the ultimate way, and it doesn't always look like we think it will. But those three points are still excellent. Yeah. Great. But the three-point framework has still got your back. Yes, it has. Mm. In this week's In Other News section, um, I wanted to talk about the gender pay gap. But uh, first of all, just coming off of um, Mother's Day. Yeah. So happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. Happy Mother's to Day. To the aunties, to the sisters, all the women in our life. Mm. We love you all. Mm. We couldn't do it without you. Amen. You are the backbone of humanity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of the backbone of humanity, uh, yes. this gender pay gap. So I think it's been a year since the results were released. So, um, it was a problem that was identified. I don't actually know who it was identified by, but I think maybe people are more um, willing to talk about salary now. I know probably back in the day, maybe about 20 years ago, it was taboo. Mm. And I guess it was taboo for a reason because mm. six people were sitting on the desk and everyone was being paid they a different amount. Yeah. And it, that still happens now. But um, So what they called was for organisations with more than 250 employees to report um, how people are paid, Mm. men versus women. And um, it was found out that um, women were paid 86p to a pound of Ah. men. So yes, there is some gaps in it because of the way they, they... conducted these statistics because Mm. they're saying that um women are in very much um supportive roles so maybe not in higher um positions first of all that is a problem Mm. but they didn't do it in terms of matching higher positions or matching people in entry level yeah so they didn't match the levels they just did it in comparison yeah so i don't know if they're gonna break down and do that in the future probably will but um yeah so they're they're required to report it at the end of the financial year um and they're saying public sector jobs as well it's it's even worse so nine in ten organizations found that um they were paying men a third more than the women there i just wondering why that is so is it in terms of um, negotiations? Because they say that men tend to negotiate a lot more and they're more um, forthcoming with what they want. Mm. And women may feel like, am I asking for too much? If I ask mm. for too much, I might not get that job. 
Whereas men would be like, I want this. Are you going to meet me there? If not, let me uh, keep it moving. Yeah. And it's not... F- I guess it's a it's an aspect as well. It's not fair, but it's an aspect. But women do have children. Some of them work part-time. Some of the some people are less willing to pay um, women a certain amount because they might have been out of work for a little while looking after their children. Mm. But I don't understand that if you are at the same level, why you would be paid differently. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Because if, if you're, if you're, is it the way that jobs are published? Because now they ask you what you want as a salary as opposed to they are offering that. So it's a, it's the way of, um, they have, let's say 40,000 and they're not going to advertise 40,000. They'll ask you what you want and then you will base it on what you've got before and put a little increment on it. Mm. And if you go under the 40 and say 37, they'll be like, great, we're not going to offer you the 40,000 mm. although we have it there. We're going to save three grand to do whatever. I don't know. Mm. But I don't know how companies split their payroll from their business operations and stuff like that. But well, it's... Yeah, it's, it's strange. I mean, I do know for most companies, like, labour is the biggest expense. Yeah. And so they will try and kind of cut costs where they can, within reason, right? But I do think... I don't know. I think companies should inherently say, this job is worth this much, mm-hmm. right? And if you have six people doing it, three men, three women... Ethically, surely they can't be like okay with saying to the men, okay, you know, so say say it's a thirty thousand pound salary, mm-hmm. and men are getting paid a third more, then that means the women are on twenty k mm-hmm. and the men are on thirty. Mm-hmm. Like, how would any job morally justify that? So, are we going to? I'll say archaic. Are we going to archaic view of things where it's not archaic? It's alright, but um, men earning being the head of the household they are the head of the household but archaic way that they should be the higher earners so that they can look after the household and but i feel like if you want to look after your household it's, it's a challenge work hard and work your way to the top mm. not be at the same level and then earn more money because the Just woman because will be working hard but she will never catch up why yeah i i think though so i think it comes from two things right so firstly this kind of archaic men um getting more men going to work as as we understand it now is like relatively new in human society right so it's like 100 150 years old and say 60 years ago a man could earn just a fair salary not even like high flying just a fair normal average salary and that would be enough to buy a house and buy a car go on one holiday and look after his family Mm. right so in the 50s that was plausible in 2019 no that's not a thing (laughs) right so there's this kind of archaic thing of men being like oh i can work and get enough to support a family but if they're honest there are very few men who actually could right so they do want a partner that has also also has you know a a kind of regularly paid job Mm -hmm. that can also support Mm -hmm. um but i feel like at the top of companies at the head of companies at the head of hr the ceos at that very senior management level which is where the culture flows down from 
if they are heavily influenced by or grew up with that kind of archaic idea of men bring home the bacon and women it's not as important to them or they're gonna have children anyway so it's not you know if they have that mentality i think this is how it manifests this is how it comes out because by being unfair yeah and i mean personally i it makes me so angry because if you it makes me so angry because the companies know this is happening you Mm. know like they're any decent company is hot on their numbers they're hot Mm. on their finances they're aware of what the, what the labour is costing them, mm-hmm. uh, and before this legislation where you had to declare it, they'd mm-hmm. have known. Okay, in general, we pay men five grand more or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, I, I think I just think it's like so rude. Personally, when I found out about all this stuff, I read mm-hmm. a book a couple of years ago about it all. Now, whenever I'm in an interview or in a salary conversation, I'm very upfront because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll ask them, "What are you paying the men who do this job?" I'll literally wow. ask them point blank, uh, and if and if they say, "Oh, you know, we want to pay you slightly less," I'll ask them why. <laughs> why? Yeah, if it's, if it's like, not like mirroring the qualifications, then there's no justification no. for it. And if they can tell me why, if they can say, oh, this guy had five years more experience, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, okay, but in five years, I'm coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dressing it down in my diary now. We'll have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, like, because I was in a situation like that where yeah. I found out somebody who did less work than me, came in later than me, left before me, just not working as hard as being paid more than me mm-hmm. and when I asked about it they were like oh he asked and I was like right you see that's the thing he asked I'll send it shall be given but still it's but still, it's, and, I, and I said to my boss at the time but but what did you think I would do when I found out and he was like I didn't think about that I was like right well I'm leaving you see, it's the, it's the fear that grips people as well because you'd rather have a job and be paid later than have no job at all and trying to scrape together two pennies, mm, isn't it? True. It's not always easy, you know, depending on your situation, it isn't easy, to be fair, to just up and go. Mm. But I think it is always worth having the conversation because your boss wouldn't be surprised if you say, look, paid the same for the last x amount of time yeah. i need some more bump it up a little yeah, bit yeah inflation's gone is, up do you think I'm it's still more. taboo to talk about money though in or some salary companies, not in some companies for sure oh in some companies so bad but it's 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 the staff that make the company so personally what stops you from talking about how much you earn mm, i have been in one company once where I asked someone how much he earned mm-hmm. and found out it was a lot more than I was on. Mm-hmm. So then I went to HR and asked them, I'm very confused, like our roles are very similar. Uh, this is independent to the previous story I just mm-hmm. told you. And HR was like, you can't really ask people about their salaries. Like they kind of came at me for asking. So is that like, was that part of company policy? Yeah. Then? Okay. And so I think okay. some... So it's the culture coming from the head once again. Yeah, yeah. and, it's, and it, it wasn't written down anywhere that you can't <laughs> ask. But, but the HR advisor was a bit like, oh, you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on, you know. And so um, I think the company where I work now is very transparent. Mm-hmm very well known what mm-hmm. each grade is paid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um why and how bonuses work it's very 
well understood and structured and I really appreciate that. But in some companies, it's really like smoke and mirrors. I feel like it's a can of worms that people don't want to open because they know what they're doing. So all the manipulation and hiding and and the favoritism and all of that stuff. Yeah, people don't want to delve into that. I'm just so shocked that like in 2019, women, according to that statistic Mm. you just said, 86%... 86p to the pound yeah so 86% of what men yeah yeah. and I remember saying this to someone and he was like that's really good and I was like it should be 100% like it should be matching why would it not be price match oh who says that as though yeah exactly exactly the price match guarantee where's that (laughs) and and you know it's not like women can get a um, what would it be a 14% discount on shopping or transport okay or, you know, like you earn less so you can pay less okay, it's not let's like we take get that. it there you know okay because we're expected to look a certain way right yeah you know we're expected to mm-hmm. look a, we're expected to do all the same things men are essentially we're expected to look after our you know buy our stuff look after our bodies even more so than men mm-hmm. although men that pressure is increasing for them too lately yeah, yeah. but i i have to pay my tube fare mm-hmm. to get to work the same way a male colleague has to pay his stupid to get to work mm-hmm. if he's getting paid 100% mm-hmm. I'm getting paid 80% I should get a 20% discount on everything TFL, I kind of listening? yeah I kind of feel like if as a society we've chosen to pay women less then things should cost them less yes it's only fair the same way we know students don't have much money so we give them 10 15 discount yes the same way we know old people they're on pensions mm-hmm. we give them discounts mm-hmm. if we're gonna do this i honestly if feel like we're gonna do if this we're gonna do it let's just do it properly there's two you either raise women's pay and match it to the men or you give us discount yeah. i feel like that's the I'm only okay two options either one. yeah exactly i honestly believe that because i just feel like it's such a slap in the face because women's products are generally more expensive than men's anyway it's not even more expensive we have so many like you were saying in the i am beautiful episodes about yeah. 30 products to yeah. keep your skin just on your face just looking your, good let alone your body there's like yeah i went to buy nail stuff the other day and there's like ridge filler and there's like every little thing you can imagine the male manicure set was like two things we have the same hands guys like so yeah, I mean, you can tell I'm getting very <laughs> so we'll stop now by the statistic. No, 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 don't stop. Just uh, you, you carry No, 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 we'll stop because we'll, we'll continue the conversation once you send in your thoughts and what mm. you think about as well. Have you been victim? I'll say victim yeah, to this. Yeah, victim. Because it's not right and they no. need to do better. No. They really need to do better. Definitely. I really feel like <clears throat> pray about it. And ask God for the boldness and the wisdom, and the wisdom yes. to have those conversations with your employers. Yes. Because, you know, 86, 86%, that builds up. This year, you lose a couple of hundred or thousand pounds. Mm. Next year, a couple. Over decades, mm-hmm. you're getting paid mortgages less than men are for hmm. doing the same job. So, yeah, I really feel like let's that God's spirit needs to move in this area. Let's pray on that. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Yeah. So we've come to the end of this week's podcast. It's been I Am Highly Favoured. So I want Mm. to give a positive confession as usual. Uh, This week's one is 
I am a child of God, therefore I walk in favor. Me and my generation will be blessed for his righteousness endures forever. Amen. Amen. Wait, say, say that again. I'll repeat it. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Therefore I walk in favor. Therefore I walk in favor. Me and my generation will be blessed. Me and my generation will be blessed. For his righteousness endures forever. For his righteousness endures forever. Amen. Amen. I like that. And uh, this week's song recommendation is Chris Tomlin and the song is Forever. Mishana, blessing you. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Just a little. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, well, we've come to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Um, we really hope that you've been blessed, that you've laughed, that you've learned, and that God has really spoken to you today. Yeah. Please, please, like, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know about times when God is highly favoured, when you've felt God's favour on you, that's what I mean. Or um, kind of the problems that the three framework problems. That, I love it. Mm, I'd love to know what you guys think, or if you think there's anything we could add to it. When I drop that knowledge in the family, and they'll be like, Teresa, you fountain of wisdom. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I just yeah. thought of it now. <laughs> up with it it just came to my spirit um and also the gender pay gap thoughts and feelings please do share um yeah be blessed this has been the humble pie podcast thank you for joining us i have been mush and i've been Teresa. keep in touch and spread the word and be blessed <laughs>